With that, a unprecedented development started, which made the city the fastest growing city in human history ever. People often reject to believe what they don't understand or what scares them. With Dragonfolio China, you have the unique chance to truly understand a frequently misconceived country and an inevitable shift in the 21st century. Just lean back and enjoy a fascinating journey through China that will astonish and reward you. Niemenau guys and welcome to the next episode of Dragonfolio China. My name is Eric and today I'm going to talk about a Chinese city with an extremely huge impact, not just on China but also for the entire world. And as I go through this episode, you will understand why step by step. The city I'm talking about today is one of the most southern cities in China. It is at the very south of the Pearl River Delta and bordering Hong Kong. It is also one of the largest cities in China and most likely the fastest growing city in the world during the past decades. You might have guessed it already, I'm talking about Shenzhen. And as I know that my audience in general is extremely educated, I assume you have heard of this city before. But chances are you are not really aware of its role domestically and globally and you might be astonished by some of the facts that I come up with today. So why is the city so interesting? Why do I want to talk about it today? Well, one reason is that I've visited the city a couple of months ago and I thought it's really worth talking about it and I have some really interesting insights. And secondly... Shenzhen is fundamentally different from most other Chinese cities. Because unlike many other Chinese cities, which are full of culture, of history, traditions and amazing cuisines, Shenzhen does not really fit there. And therefore Chinese often call it Wenhua Shamo, which means like cultural desert. And that's simply because the city did not really have enough time to become a cultural hub like other cities. Until shortly after the Second World War, Shenzhen was still a small fishing village with a population of just about 3,000 inhabitants. And actually the city only really started to become big after Deng Xiaoping declared Shenzhen as China's first special economic zone in 1980. And with that, a unprecedented development started, which made Shenzhen most likely the fastest growing city in human history ever. If you have better examples of cities that grew faster, please let me know in the comments, but I did not find any comparable example. So Shenzhen was the first special economic zone of China. And so they were also the first region in China that ever really exploited market capitalism policies. China called it afterwards, or partly still until today, socialism with Chinese characteristics. But that's very misleading to my mind. At the end, it was an establishment of capitalism. Although, of course, you had still a lot of control from the state. And so Shenzhen is one of the best examples in history that capitalism brings more wealth and stability than socialism. Most of the people who live in Shenzhen have actually moved there to work. And why? Well, because it is absolutely worth it. Shenzhen right now has an extremely high economic freedom. There are a lot of incentives for entrepreneurs, for workers, 
and through all these advantages, Shenzhen eventually has the highest per capita income of all Chinese cities. The output of Shenzhen is also quite remarkable. It has the third largest economic output um, after Shanghai and Beijing. And the GDP of Shenzhen very recently has even surpassed the one of Guangzhou and Hong Kong. Though a part of all this um, amazing development, why is Shenzhen so important for China? Well, obviously, because it's a economic and financial hub with a huge relevance. It also has the second largest stock exchange in China after Shanghai. And it has the third largest seaport in the world after Shanghai and Singapore. So you can say it has enormous relevance in terms of trade, finance and economy. However, if you would ask most people, what is Shenzhen really famous for? Then you would definitely come to electronic goods because 90% of all electronic goods that are produced worldwide pass through Shenzhen in some form. Most goods are produced on-site in Shenzhen or in the meter distant to the city in the Pearl River Delta, but whether they're produced there or just passed through, 90% goes through Shenzhen. And that's an amazing number. And with this, it's not really surprising that you also find a lot of large tech companies which are headquartered in Shenzhen. You have Huawei, which is the world's second largest smartphone maker right now. You have BYD, which is the second largest manufacturer of electric vehicles right now. You have DJI, which is the world-leading manufacturer of commercial drones. And then you have, for instance, Tencent, which belongs to the 10 most valuable brands in the world and is comparable to Facebook. These are just a few examples and don't name me down, please, on the rankings. I know they change from time to time, but as I speak, this is how the companies are doing. And of course, you have many more. And don't get confused because I very often hear that people refer to Shenzhen as the Silicon Valley of China. And this is, to my mind, absolutely wrong. If you want to make this comparison, then you have to say that Zhongguan Sunjiadao, which is in Beijing, is kind of like Silicon Valley because you have a lot of corporations between startups, universities and big companies. But Shenzhen is rather a hub for hardware, telecommunication and so on. So this comparison, which many people bring up, kind of sucks and does not really reflect true situation to my mind. However, Shenzhen is so much more than just tech. I mean, you have the high-tech industry, which is one of the major reasons for the success. Many people totally neglect, though, that Shenzhen has also a high cultural importance. Lately, the city more and more became a city of fashion, of design, of architecture. And I do believe that the city will further gain relevance here and become a very serious competitor for a lot of companies globally, especially for Europe. The question always is, well, we know that China can produce cheaper in a lot of areas than Western companies. And the question then is, can they produce at a better or at least equal quality? And we all saw that it is possible already. Huawei is a perfect example. The company not long ago started from scratch and then became just a telecommunication supplier as far as I know, but with an amazing quality over time. They got trust of many consumers and now they're one of the top brands in the smartphone world. And the next thing you know could be that you also buy a Chinese car, a fridge 
or a new wardrobe for your wife or husband. My point here is, there are more and more brands in our daily life from China, we know this, and a lot of them in areas where we don't expect it might come from Shenzhen, and therefore I believe that a lot of industries where European and American companies are pretty strong right now will be more dominated by Chinese companies, especially coming from Shenzhen in the future. Because, well, in Europe, for instance, they already realized they cannot compete with uh, electronic manufacturing. But a lot of other areas, they think, okay, we have the best quality and our brands have such a high reputation. We're gonna, we still gonna make it and we gonna um, keep our position. But this is going to change. Not everywhere, but it's going to change in a lot of areas. I believe a lot of people, especially management, um, they still underestimate the power that comes from um, hubs like Shenzhen. And at the end, sorry to say, but people go for the price. Brand value is important, no doubt here. But this can change over time. The next generation might not care as much anymore. They don't care where their furniture, where their car is from. And when I was in Shenzhen, I um, talked to a really good friend of mine who is in one of these industries and it became so obvious to me what is happening here that cities like Shenzhen really take over some of the businesses from Europe and America and yeah, gonna gonna extend it and make it make it bigger in China. And so there's a lot of change ahead and cities like Shenzhen are literally killing it. A huge contribution to all of this has the population in Shenzhen. The population in Shenzhen overall is really young. So it's not really a place where people go to, let's say, retire. They go there to work and to do business, to gain experience and to create. The negative part of this is that it is extremely competitive. Generally, competition is great. That's my firm belief. But especially for entry levels, pay is low, workload is high, so can lead to a pretty rough life there. It is somehow expected that, um, yeah, you work a lot and you work hard. This is not just happening in Shenzhen, I know. It is happening also not just in Asia, it happens everywhere. But from what I heard from a lot of people, Shenzhen is quite extreme here. And, well, if you are there, even as, I mean, I was basically a tourist when I was in Shenzhen. I wasn't really on business, but you can feel it in every fiber of life. Everything there seems to be a bit faster than in other cities of China, which are also partly quite dynamic if I compare it back to Europe. But what happens in Shenzhen is extremely rapid and dynamic, everything. And I have another example where a friend from Shenzhen was visiting Kunming and she told me that she was kind of shocked because everything in Kunming seemed so slow for her. She asked the cab driver to speed up a bit and she said everything, when people walk, when, when people speak, when they serve you, everything is much slower. And in Shenzhen, they are used to a totally different pace, which kind of emphasizes how people there think and, well, what their attitude towards life is. People there really live to work and develop themselves and their business and their wealth. This does not mean that you necessarily have an unhappy life. It's just very different from also other parts in China. And, well, a little fun fact, unsurprisingly, Shenzhen also has the highest single rate in China. 
apparently there's a certain correlation between being single and the workload. And well, I think that just many young people in Shenzhen do not have finding the big love of their life as a major focus at this stage. Recently, Shenzhen also struggled a bit with declining growth rates and the tone in many companies became a bit rougher. And yeah, we know that the overall economic atmosphere is a bit rougher. So despite all the shining future of Shenzhen, they are dealing with typical issues of a booming city. And of course, also a lot of people who go there, not everyone's dreams can be fully fulfilled. And um, yeah, not every person who goes there basically can find his or her big fortune. In the medium term, though, I think that Shenzhen could even benefit above all from the weakness and insecurity in Hong Kong. An easy example is the airport in Shenzhen, which um, gained way more relevance and attention and more traffic, literally, because more people um, yeah, skipped Hong Kong and went to Shenzhen. The same could possibly also happen to the stock market or to the port, but it's more like speculation. Just saying in the midterm, I think that Shenzhen is doing quite well because more business might actually even move there from other places. In the long term, and I say this once again, I think that Shenzhen will even become more important and with its impressive internal momentum and the high number of talents that are there and are still going there, I have no doubt that the global influence of Shenzhen will increase significantly or let's say even more in the future. And so more people in Western countries will not only hear the names Shanghai and Beijing anymore, but also more and more frequently the name of Shenzhen. Thanks for listening to the Dragonfolio China podcast. As you've kept listening until now, I assume you enjoyed the show and would appreciate a five-star rating on your podcast app, which allows other folks to learn about this important topic as well. For more fascinating insights into China and for easy ways to benefit, make sure to visit the website at dragonfolio.net and sign up for the free newsletter.